Hello and welcome to today's Church Wigan Reflection in our series of Journeying Out and Pushing Through. My name is Joe, I'm the curate in the Town Centre Hub and it's great to be with you today. We are going to be reflecting today on 1 Corinthians chapter 6 verses 1 to 7. So if you have a Bible then would love you to turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 6 with me as we read through verses 1 to 7. When any of you has a grievance against another, do you dare to take it to court before the unrighteous instead of taking it before the saints? Do you not know that the saints will judge the world? And if the world is to be judged by you, are you incompetent to to try trivial cases? Do you not know that we are to judge angels, to say nothing of ordinary matters? If you have ordinary cases then, do you appoint as judges those who have no standing in the church? I say this to your shame. Can it be that there is no one among you wise enough to decide between one believer and another, but a believer goes to court against a believer, and before unbelievers at that? In fact, to have lawsuits at all with one another is already a defeat for you. Why not rather be wronged? Why not rather be defrauded? This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Have we been arguing more during lockdown? Various newspapers and articles will tell you that we have. We are all spending a lot more time at home at the moment. Unless you're on the front line caring for the most vulnerable people in our society, in which case, thank you, you are amazing. And when we spend more time in an enclosed space with each other, maybe that's your colleagues if you are on the front line, then we are probably going to argue more. Not because we stop loving each other, but because our differences become ever so slightly more noticeable and potentially more annoying the longer that we spend together. And stressful situations exacerbate this, making it more difficult to think clearly and make good decisions. For example, last week my two-year-old outright refused to go to bed without her juice. Now being tired and slightly stressed, and accepting the futility of arguing with a toddler, I gave in, and she had her juice. This was in fact a terrible decision, because the next morning everything was soaking wet in her bed, and it was covered in either spilt juice or wee or some other fluid that children produce. Cue irrational argument with my wife. Now, For you, it might be school children fighting over space for homeschooling. It could be work schedules or routines interfering with each other. Maybe it's even the stress of being out of work and the anxiety of when you might next get paid or whether you will even have enough food to last a week. Or perhaps you haven't seen anyone for a really long time and the loneliness is starting to set in and you feel that someone should have reached out to you by now. Now, I'm not trying to identify any particular situation here. These are just some of the reasons that I know I know of that are causing people to argue and disagree more, whilst together we navigate our way through one of the most traumatic periods of recent times. In truth, we could all do with being a bit kinder and more patient with each other sometimes, can't we? Now, in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, Paul is addressing an issue in the Corinthian church where people were arguing and disagreeing with each other. In fact, it was more severe than that because members of the church were filing legal cases against one another and they were settling them in a Roman court. Filing legal cases isn't unheard of in today's church, but whenever it happens, it can be severely damaging. 
Paul isn't happy about this for two reasons. First, that they would choose to settle such disagreements in a Roman court, but second, that they would reach court in the first place. Paul calls on them to settle their disputes with other wise Christians as judges. As he says, the saints will judge the world. He also deplores them for going to court at all, saying to have lawsuits at all with one another is already a defeat for you. Paul loved the Corinthian church, despite the many issues that he calls out. He planted this Christian community in that place and his desire is for them to live as a Christian community, holy and set apart. But they weren't. They were living just like the rest of this Roman colony in Corinth. His hope for this church is that they might figure out how to solve their disputes internally with other members of their community who understand the Jesus way of life and the way of doing things. And in doing so, they might be less inclined to go to the law in the first place and to drag the Christian community through the mud in the process. In short, as Tom Wright puts it, they must become, through moral reflection and discipline in the present time, the people that they actually are in the Messiah and in the purposes of God. There is an acceptance in Paul's words that disagreement might happen to some extent, but the key is to not allow it to overcome us. In fact, there is a shed load of grace needed in order to let yourself be wrong, as Paul says, to let some things go that are perhaps not as important as we think they are. I wonder whether we are ever guilty of holding on to something and refusing to let go, clinging on tightly to our own narrow perspective. What I find most encouraging about Paul's response to the Corinthians, even if it is a sharp rebuke, is that he is bringing the community together to work stuff out together. And as we venture through this season, journeying out and pushing through, I wonder what things are standing in our way and preventing us from moving forward as the community of Christ. Are we potentially standing too firm on our own views and opinions? Are there things that we need to let go of in order to let ourselves be wronged? Maybe there are disagreements and arguments that we need to settle, conversations to be had and listening to be done. Maybe we need others to come alongside us to help us push through together. Now this might be in our churches, it might be in our homes or our, our workplaces. Being a disciple of Jesus doesn't mean agreeing with everyone all the time, but it does mean loving everyone all the time. And this involves seeking God's perspective of a situation, a bird's eye view if you like, rather than relying purely on our own. At the well a few weeks ago, Neil called us to be a people of the song and not of the quarrel. May we be a people who sing that song of Jesus, showing the world the Jesus way of doing things, dealing with our issues together with grace and with truth, with love and with compassion for other people, even when we disagree passionately with one another. And so to finish this reflection today, I'm going to encourage us all to say this prayer together. It's the prayer of St. Francis. You've probably heard it before. And it's a prayer of peace, that if we do this together, we will be a community of peace. And so let's pray together. 
Lord, make me an instrument of thy peace. Where there is hatred, let me sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. Where there is sadness, joy. O Divine Master, grant that I may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive, and in pardoning that we are pardoned, and in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen. <laughs>